Welcome back to the Chasing Tome podcast today with your hosts, Blake Wyland and Blake Wyland and me, Brian Wobbler. Blake, glad to be on the show again. I am so happy to be here and not not diving into the world of, of Twitch like I was earlier. Man, Twitch. that's a weird world. Twitch, yeah. You know, we were talking about this briefly before and I was I was talking about how I was contemplating starting a gaming channel on, on Twitch at one time. And, uh, you know, it, not that I'm a big gamer, I actually have, uh, various levels of suck depending on what game I'm playing, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought it might be fun. I, you don't see a whole lot of guitar channels out there. You know, that's what Josh Scott needs to do next. He's already dominate. Not, I wouldn't say dominating, but he's, he's kicking some serious butt on uh, the YouTube front. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's missing. Josh, if you happen to be listening to this Twitch, it's what you're missing out on, dude. It's such a weird platform. Like I'm. I felt like, like I, I, I'm. This is starting to happen more and more frequent, frequently as the years go on. Um, you know, when we started doing this uh, together on a regular basis, I, you know, I was in my twenties, and uh, and I felt like it. And now I'm starting. I'm only thirty, but I'm starting to recognize that the creatures that are are uh, the early twenty year olds uh, <laughs> are like a different species of person than I am. I don't feel any connection to them anymore. Hold Whereas on, at least I have some uh, sort of connection. If I I'm had getting to, old. If I had to guess, the people watching Twitch are kind of the same species you are. No, they're not. No, they're I, different. They're I, like, <laughs> they're a different species altogether. They're a different subspecies of, of human. <laughs> you know how like there's like Neanderthals and like, you know, with different different stages that are kind of like humans? Well, they're like, it, there's, there's some more advanced thing than I am. If you're, I don't understand if you're a what believer, they're talking about. If you're a believer in evolution, yes, I know what you're talking about. But uh, I'm just saying. So, it's some, like, of our, some of our listeners may not be, uh, you know, a believers in evolution. So I don't, I don't know what analogy we could use there. I'm just saying they're different. They're a mutation. I'm convinced that they're a mutation of the species that is, is they're going to take over somehow. Cause I super don't know what they're talking about. They're, is this uh, what old men feel like all the time? They're, they're just like, I'm scared of the youths. They're stone, stonigus at homigus. That's the, uh, that's probably their species, you know, Oh, <laughs> AKA stoned at home playing video games, you know, stone okay. at home. Bad joke. I know. We're just, I'm getting old, Brian. I'm trying to come to terms with it. I'm not used to this. I don't know how to deal with it. How do you deal with these things? <laughs> Brian, you're way older than I am. How have you dealt with this for the past 30 years? I uh, pretty much just like to go on Facebook and yell at random people. Maybe okay. talk, talk about politicians, <laughs> politics, you know, try to convince others that my way is the best way. That's okay, what I like that's to it. do. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get on Facebook, like right as soon as we're done with this. I'm going to I'm going to make a broad statement that I am totally unqualified to talk about. And and make sure you pick something and take it com- and use it completely out of context. Okay. 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 That's what old men do on right. the internet. Okay. Right. All right. And then then say it's true because uh you saw it on some, you know, completely biased news source, you know. Okay. I'm taking notes here. I just want to make sure I do this right. I feel like as an old as a new old man I need to, uh, I need to, I need to take this in stride and do it, do it how my elders before me have always done. So thank you for the input. I, I try my best. 
But yeah, I mean, I mean, a Twitch stream. I don't, I don't know if anyone would watch a Twitch stream with uh, me sitting in my chair with a microphone stuck in front of my face and basically just sitting in a chair. Of course, it really. Now that I think about it, that's kind of what we did when we used to film the Chasing Tone podcast for the first sixty or seventy episodes or whatever it was. And, yeah, but uh, that's. But you guys were like sucked. moving around a little bit and like a little bit, well, yeah. You know, throwing guitars on the floor <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so it was like, uh, to me, it was more interesting because you had like the multiple cameras kind of going to each of you. And so it was like a, you know, it was like a talk show. The Twitch streams are literally just what you describe. It's just for the, at least the ones I've seen. They're just somebody sitting there like I am right now. If I had a camera pointed at me, it would be a Twitch stream basically. Right. Like I have a mic in my face. I'm looking at a computer monitor and talking to somebody on the internet. I'm one camera away from having a Twitch Twitch stream. It's, I, it's I the weirdest li- thing to me. I would like to listen or hear from our listeners to uh, to see if they watch Twitch. You know, I wonder yeah. how. I uh, wonder if that's really in their uh, wheelhouse. There. Oh no! I mean, we, I mean, we'll. Uh, there's no reason we couldn't we couldn't stream this to Twitch if we wanted to. So if that's something that people like. Let, yeah, let us know. That's what we do. We're we're here to please the people of the of the tone world. I can. I, I guess if I, if we start streaming on Twitch, I'll have to wear pants when I do these. No, you don't. No, just a shirt. I, I yeah. I guess I can just point the camera up a little bit, can I? Yeah, you don't. I mean, come on. Let's not get ridiculous. We didn't. We didn't start these these careers so we had to wear pants. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why do you think I work from home? You know. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Sandals and underwear. You know. That's what you do. Totally. Oh, living in comfort. Totally living in comfort. So, uh, I actually do have some guitar-related stuff to talk about now that we're seven minutes in or whatever we are. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I have we ever talked about my 1965 Melody Maker? No, uh, but we- I but I saw uh, I saw you playing a video with Slide or a picture of you something with this, something about your new Slide with that guitar. Oh no, that's different. Uh, That's a different that's a different guitar. I can also talk about that. But uh, my Melody Maker has been a guitar that I have a sort of a love hate relationship with. Um, I I like it because it's really cool. It's 1965. It's one of the double cut ones, but not one of the double cut ones that look like an SG. It's a double cut Melody Maker shape. And uh, it's got the two pickups in it, which makes it a little less common. But I traded I traded a guitar for that uh, as a partial trade that I've kicked myself ever since. So I've always kind of like had this little bit of a grudge against it. I'm like, oh, that guitar is what made me get rid of the this weirdo guitar I loved. Um, but furthermore, it's the only guitar that I've owned that I've really seriously considered selling on a regular basis. You know me, I'm kind of a hoarder. And, uh, and I decided to take it to like my local guitar tech get it all just completely dialed in. Just get it completely on the money dialed in. And then I'm going to play it for a while and I'll be able to decide whether I'm going to keep it or not from there. Cause it's, 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 it's had a weird bridge on it and a few other things that have made it like less than super enjoyable to play. And so now I'm sitting here, sitting here with it thinking like, this is, I'm going to pick it up today. This is like the ultimate test of will this guitar stay in the stable or will it move on to, greener pastures yeah i don't have any stories like that but i have been playing my telecaster a lot <laughs> you you've been playing you 
Yeah. Brian Wampler? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing a Telecaster? Man, uh, I found Jimmy Olander's uh, YouTube channel. He hasn't done anything on it for uh, a year or two. But you, okay. I don't know if you know who Jimmy Olander is. Jimmy, uh, the name's super familiar. So he's the guy, the guitar player in Diamond Rio, uh, which was probably most popular back in late 90s, early 2000s on country radio. I definitely but, know the band. Um, he's... He's a gigantic bender. Like he's got a, I, I don't mean that in English sense. <laughs> that means something totally different if you're in Europe. He's going Anyways. on a giant bender. Is no, that what you're trying to say? Uh, he, no, no, he, um, he has a G and a B bender in his guitar. So a lot of the things he does are just like crazy open string runs as well as bending stuff around that. Okay. And, uh, so it's, it's a really unique style. So I found, I found his channel where he breaks down a lot of different licks that he likes to do. And it's been pretty fantastic, but it's, uh, been woodshedding quite a bit, trying to figure some of that stuff out. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. I remember he did do a lot of, I remember that band fairly well. My, uh, <laughs> I think my parents were really into him back in the, back in those my, days. My parents were into him. <laughs> oh my God. Gosh. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm sorry, Brian. I don't know what to tell you. It's just it's uh, we just we come from different generations. There's, the, the, these things are going to creep up into conversation. The fact that you're like 4 billion years older than I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. 3 I'm billion. Sorry. That was sorry. that was mean. 3 that billion, mean. not 4 billion. You're not that many, but you're not that much older. So, speaking of being older, not to totally go off the subject, but to go off the subject a little bit, I got to buy some new dad shoes, dude. Oh, really? Oh, well, I mean, this is on topic for this podcast, so I don't even feel like that's yeah. a topic change, I'd, really. I would bought some cheap dad shoes on Amazon about two months ago, and I already got a hole in one of my toes. No way. Yeah, too much mowing. Too much lawn mowing, I guess. Man, you got to go, you got to go with the... Some, you got to go with the tried and true dad classics. I know. See, I went, I, I went out and I bought some, there were black ones. So they weren't, they weren't the true white monarchs, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I thought I got to have a little, I got to have a little bit more style, right? Mm-hmm. But You're trying. I was trying, I was trying. It just didn't work out. So. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what's really funny. I forgot to, I was going to tell you this the other day, but this is actually good that I, that I didn't. If you go to New Balance's website, I kid you not. I kid you not. They have a shoes for dad section. I am 100% serious. If you go there, they label it shoes for dad. And they have 27 different models of shoes for dad. And this category, let me tell you, there are some real gems in here. You guys need to go check them out. Is they're, it? Uh, so it's so, premium. So to a guy like me, it's kind of, it's almost as exciting as getting a new Sweetwater catalog in the mail and opening up and looking at all the gear, right? Oh yeah. You just, <laughs> you just, you just open that up. You're like, look at all these crispy, crispy boys. Look at them there. <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> that will get the lawn modes. That there do some serious work right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. That one, that one's for flipping burgers. That's a burger flipping <laughs> pair of kicks if I've ever seen them. Those kicks will work great by the gas grill. I'm telling you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get some rest, sport. We got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> oh my goodness! I love it. I love being a, a dad in that way. I'm not. I like. I understand the uh, the the. I, I've really I've really taken this whole fatherhood thing in stride. I've developed my dad voice. I've really got Your dad that voice. 
Yeah. Which, dad voice. You know, a, everyone a, knows dad What's voice. your dad voice sound like? Like, like here we go. So, like, this is like a mild irritation. Like, hey, you you're, get out of that drawer, you know, that's making a little bit too no, too much noise. I'm trying to watch Matlock type of thing. Right. Um. This is a, hey, hey, get out of there. This is mild irritation, <laughs> see, right? Yeah, see, I... Now, I, now when you get to, like, there's levels. So, uh-huh. if you get to a higher level... You know, like there's some, they're getting in, maybe getting into the silverware drawer because there's, and there's knives in there. You don't want, you don't want to mess with it. You go, hey, 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 like something like that, you know? <laughs> but then if it's real serious, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, you gotta, you gotta assess the situation to determine really what level of voice, but sometimes you go, hey, <laughs> you know? So uh, I've been working on it. I'm not a pro yet. I'm not a pro yet. But. You you were fine over the years. I you know my my oldest is 23, so my youngest is oh he's one of those other species. Uh, yeah, he's self sufficient, living on his own, all that good fun stuff. But um, on, a, on Twitch all day. Yeah, oh, yeah on Twitch all day, playing games, mm-hmm. getting stoned. No, actually, he's a police officer, so he's not doing that. But oh. um, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, so say so my youngest is like 12. So anyway, so there's like different levels, you know, if, if as a younger kid, you, you, I agree, you're like, hey, hey, get out of that. But, you know, when they're 19 and we're going to have to censor this because, you know, levels excavate. Get the hell out of that. <laughs> you really, oh, you got to go, you got to go harder. You got to go harder. You can't hardcore. go just with just noises. You anymore. can't go like, you hey, use words. hey, no, you got, you got to throw some emphasis and some curse words in there. That way they know, ooh. He really means it because he start he's starting to throw some serious some serious cursing at me. Oh, you know? okay, all right, all right. Well, I'm learning from I'm you know taking notes from the elders. Like I said, <laughs> you guys have been here before me. I'm just trying to walk in the path that you you all have laid out as professional dads. I'm just a just a runt of a father. <laughs> and then at some point, you know, you'll break down in tears and you'll say, "Where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong with you?" Oh, great. This sounds <laughs> rough. Uh, so, guitar Man. gear. So, yeah, I just did something. <laughs> yeah, guitar gear. I just did something uh, guitar, very guitar-related. So, I've, I have this new pedal that I've really been liking. It's the Solid Gold Effects Lysis. I think I oozed and drooled over it on one of the, maybe the last episode. I can't remember. But it has a, a low-octave component to it. And I've been playing it so much that I've rattled something loose in my Marshall cabinet. Like, it's only on certain notes, but I can definitely hear a, a vibrating sound that is not supposed to be there. Hmm, so like a, um, is it like a loose screw or a nut or something? Or is it more like insulation flabbing around? I think it's the baffle. Well, actually, I should say, I thought it was the baffle. I figured out the, uh, the problem, but it, it was kind of confusing for a couple minutes. I popped the back off. Actually, I actually posted this as an Instagram story, which will be probably gone by the... Yeah, it will definitely be gone by the time this episode comes out. But it's... Uh, I found... I was I was like, the baffle's got to be loose, right? It's vibrating so aggressively, it has to be like the baffle. And so I was knocking around on it, and they're like, no, it seems really, really tight. And there's like nothing... And I went around it a couple times until I... You know, me with my lack of depth perception, I finally noticed one of the screws was like poking out. It was like totally loose and and a couple of them around it were kind of loose. But uh, I screwed it back down and went ahead and threw a little bit of extra extra tightness on all the screws. 
and I'm going to put it back together and see if that if that cured it. But I'm very, very confident it did. But all that to say is I've been dealing with this rattle for a little while. And I thought it was like my pedal cabinet doors rattling. And so I finally was like, I'm going to just like put some tape on these or something because it's really, really annoying. And I can't like record videos or anything with that rattling sound. Turns out it was uh, it was in the cab. I've never seen a cab rattle like that before. Not a guitar cab anyway. Hmm. So, I don't recall if I have screws. Ever, yeah, I mean, check, I uh, there's definitely been times where like the screws holding on to the speaker have started to come loose. You get a little bit of rattle. Get a little mm-hmm. rattle. I call that additional clipping. You know, <laughs> I I like it. Some like transformer saturation. I like cabinet rattle. No kidding, I don't like cabinet rattle. Not really, anyways. It adds those crisp upper high upper high end harmonics that we're all looking for. That sound kind of like. <laughs> that's just what everyone wants in there in their guitar sound that's true hey speaking of things rattling yes. so i had sent um there was a guitar show fairly recently a, a guitar type show we sent uh you know we sent pedal board and that sort of stuff two notes and stuff to you know do a show where i wasn't there it was just set up for people to come in and uh i got the box back and uh-huh. it looks, I think someone tried to park a small dump truck on top of it. Oh, great. Yeah. And uh, apparently, I, I guess the popcorn that was in the box didn't stay in the box. And so, therefore, when they packed it up and sent it back to me, they thought, why, why, why put additional packing in here? You know why? Yeah, why would you need to do that? Why would we? So, do so yeah, I pick up this box and it's completely, uh, literally, looks like a car ran over it, and I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me, man! Like, so, how hard is it really to just throw some popcorn or something in there? Really, really, you know? I mean, seriously, something. I mean, it came with it. Just saying, just throwing it out there. So it's a little frustrating as a uh, as a as a person that sends, you know, gear out to uh, to shows. You know, for, for others to play. And it's not, of course, it's not the responsibility of anybody playing at the shows. It's the people putting on the event, they're supposed to ship it back in, a, in you know, proper fashion. And uh, when that doesn't happen, Grumpy Brian comes out. Oh, boy. Yeah. Dad, he gets his dad voice mm-hmm. again. Yep. He's call, he starts calling people, asking them what they were thinking. Yeah, I really asking, do. Yep. Asking them, how can I help you not do this again? Right. You know, like. <laughs> I'm like, there's several different levels of suck, sir. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to make you suck less. So where'd we go wrong here? Because <laughs> right now you're pretty much near the top of sucking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, this kind of does segue into something that I, I wanted to talk about that um, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of our listeners, maybe all of them have had some experience with uh, sending pedals in the mail specifically sending them internationally and what that means <laughs> for small pedal companies and individual buyer and sellers. I, I, uh, I've had a lot of trouble, uh, not nearly as much as I used, uh, or not nearly as much as some people, but I've had a decent amount of trouble, uh, either myself or through clients or whatever with international shipping lately. It has been, it has been crazy boxes getting broken, like things just like, not showing up and I've this is like after a long period of no trouble at all like I'm, I'm like why is everybody complaining about international shipping I have no issues and all of a sudden 
a bunch of issues arise. So, so when you say you've had problems shipping something outside of America or vice versa, them shipping it to you? Uh, I don't usually have any problem getting things. I definitely have a problem shipping things uh, or I have, excuse me, I should say I have had problems shipping things. For instance, I uh, shipped something to uh, somebody in the UK and, you know, I'm pretty clear on, you know, when I'm doing this that like, hey, your country's taxes and import fees are not my problem. Like, I don't know anything about them. That's for you to know, just like it's for me to understand my, you know, country's taxes and import fees when I order something from another country. But yet, you know, there's been like five people lately between me and a few clients that are like, oh, I didn't know I was going to have to pay taxes on that. So they refuse it and the, then the pedal comes back and they get mad and leave a bad review. It's like, hmm. that is not anybody's fault but your own. Like, you should know that. And you also shouldn't expect, if, if a company will do this for you, they're being exceedingly nice. Uh, also, they're committing fraud. Yeah, so that's, if you ship things yeah. uh, friends and family and say it's not a sale, that's technically fraud. Right. Or if you're like, this pedal's worth two dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's highly illegal. I mean, I, I I mean totally, especially when we were doing a lot more direct sales. There was um, there there were several a number of times where we would get an email back where someone was very angry. They're like, I paid such and such for this pedal, and then I get it and I have to pay taxes on top of it. And I'm like, that's talk to your government. I mean, like I, I have no control over that. You like, know, I promise you, I don't want you to have to pay those taxes. Right. Like I, that's, I mean, it sucks. But I get it, but it, I, well, I can't do yeah. anything. I can't do it. I can't refund you for the amount that you had to pay for taxes, you no. know? And, and I, I get it. And it's really frustrating. I feel actually really bad for, uh, for our Australian listeners and pedal nerds. Because oh, it's crazy. They get, they get raked over the they coals. Get, yeah, hammer. What's a two hundred dollar pedal is like? Like, what is the equivalent? Like three sixty or something? Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Like way more. And it's just simply because the Australian government does is not super keen on imports. Apparently, right? Not their thing. So yep. they put heavy taxes on them to discourage that. And it's like, man, there's we have so many listeners down there, and so many. Uh, you personally have so many customers down there and it's like, they just, and they can't do anything for them. It's really, right. it's actually kind of upsetting. Um, yeah. There's, in there's, a lot of ways. I mean, there's really not much you can do, not for a pedal company. You know, if you're, if you're Apple or Amazon or something, then, you know, you could talk to the, some of the folks that hire up in the government and work things out, you know? That's right. <laughs> but, uh, things over. When you're, when you're Joe Bob's pedals, you know, based in Indiana, um, uh, not so much poll with the government there. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't think the Australian government cares too much. Mm-mm. They just don't. Not so much. No. They, they like, yeah, that's fine. We want our money. So if you want the pedal, you pay us. Well, I don't even know. It's, I don't know. I'd, I'd actually like to see it. I need to look into it a little bit. It's, it's a very, it's a much higher percentage that I'm used to seeing anywhere else. I know that much. Right. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But so all I have to say, when you're shipping pedals internationally, whether you're selling them on reverb or whatever, just be really, really careful. Uh, I just have had a lot of problems lately, and it's frustrating. So that is frustrating. Trying to warn, pe- trying to warn people. This is a thing that happens sometimes. Comes with the territory. So I'm not like complaining, complaining. I I am complaining, but I'm more doing so as a as a warning to others. I guess. Right. 
Right. Hey, have you seen the, did you see the new boss pedals that came out? Like the, what's the DD 200 and the MD 200 and the, what's the OD 200, I think that's, which is the one that I actually really am interested in trying. Um, yeah, very interesting, very interesting, bold move. Let's see how it works out for him. Yeah. I, I, I think it's really cool. Like that's like, I, I don't know why it doesn't, it, I'm trying to figure out why my brain is working like this, but I seen those. And I got more excited than I was about the 500 series. Why? Why would I like see those? And I think they're like aesthetically cooler. I don't, I, I like they're a little bit simplified, but I got way more excited about the 200 than the 500. You know what, I don't it, know you know what it reminded what it me of? The, the enclosure anyways reminded me of the two notes. Um, oh shoot. Like the LeClean and the, the, oh, yeah. the pre little, pedals they the, have. Yes, 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 that's, yes. That's what the enclosures reminded me of, which is... A little odd, I guess. I mean, I think it's a cool product, but I definitely it doesn't really doesn't really fit like the normal boss image. Like it doesn't have the uh, hold on, yeah, the DD five hundred. It's got those pedals too, I believe. Right? Does it? Where's my DD five hundred? I think the no, they, no, I'm wrong. The DD five hundred does have the the mechanical switches on it, or I mean, yeah. you know, they look like mechanical switches. They're technically momentary, but. Anyways, they don't have, uh, you know, the little doohickeys with the hinge. You're talking about, you're not, you're saying it's not the classic boss design with the big stomp pad on it and right. all that stuff. It's Correct. more like what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks more like, a, a, you know, a regular good old pedal, you know, rather than a boss mm. pedal. Which, I mean, I guess is cool. I mean, they've had that design for what, like 4,000 years now. So... It's pretty cool to change it, I suppose. I I will say, like again, the the overdrive version. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm an overdrive nut, so I do uh, I do plan on getting that. I I have tried the Cosm uh, multi overdrives they've done in the past, and while they were decent, to me they left a, a bit to be desired. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I am fairly interested in the uh, the OD. I think it's the OD two hundred. So is that? I didn't look at the OD one that close. Is is it? all digital or is it a digitally controlled analog situation? You know, I was trying to find the answer to that and I could not find the specifics. Um, it didn't really mention it. My hmm. gut, my gut is it's probably digital because to really recreate all those circuits. Uh, and I know this from experience from trying to, <laughs> from trying to, <laughs> you have so many layers of circuit board, like literally just circuit board on top of circuit board on top of circuit board you know, stacked up and you start running out of room and you start getting noise problems. And it, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it can get quite, it can be quite a pain. Yeah, no, I believe that I, I, I've, I have also not directly the same way you have, but I've also experienced the same issue with the same sort of problem. So my engineer said, yeah, if you want that, then this is going to be the compromise. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> so it's, I know exactly what you're talking it's, about. But. It's interesting, man, because, I mean, it, it kind of shows how the world's moving. I, mean, I think, not the world, maybe, maybe a big portion of the gear world, that, uh, you know, when, when, you're, when you're three biggest, the three biggest companies taking away the lunch of everyone else right now, Line 6, Kemper, and Fractal, right? Yep, yep. Um, not to mention the... Uh, more affordable things like the head rush and the more stuff. 
and those others that are also chipping away at it. But yeah, you're right. Those are they, the, those they are, yeah. Three. But uh, the, yeah, those are the big three that, you know, a person's looking at stuff and they're like, huh, well, I just get the line six helix 500 or whatever it's called. I forget HD 500, whatever, whatever it's called, you know, it has all these sounds in it. And, um, it's an interesting move to see boss say, well, we're not, we're not going to do the full, you know, a full helix type of thing just yet, just yet. But, uh, you know, we're going to make this pedal that does all these sounds digitally. Well, and it's acceptable. Well, re reverse a little bit there, Mr. Wampler boss did do a helix competitor. They've already had one. It wasn't exactly like it though, was it? Well, I thought it was yeah, the GT one thousand. Uh, yeah, it's very, very much that thing. Like, yeah, for I sure. thought that, I thought that was more like a regular multi effects thing. I didn't realize it had IRs and all that stuff in it. Yeah, it's pretty. I, in fact, I haven't. That's one I haven't messed with yet. Um, but as far as I it, like, what I remember, you know, reading online about it was where the Helix really kind of, kind of had a big leg up over the boss was as its user interface was a lot easier is what I was, what I was told. So that's why you see way more helix out there than, than the GT 1000 from, from what I understand. I mean, bosses still sold a lot of GT 1000s. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the, uh, it's how should I say this? It's not the Kleenex. You know what I mean? Like right. everyone thinks of the helix and ever and when you blow your nose, you don't think of a tissue. You're like, give me a Kleenex. Right. That's, that's kind of what, that's kind of what the Helix has become right. in a way in, for multi-effects. When you drink a pop, you drink a Coke. Yeah, I got you. I got you. N well, no, but... That's yeah. what we do here. Yeah. Everything's, everything's Coke everything's there. Coke. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's Orange like, soda is a Coke. Right. Yeah, you want so something cold weird. to drink, you get a Coke. You're like, do you want actual Coca-Cola? No, I, I want a Mountain Dew, but I just mean a pop. Yeah. That's so weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. And it, I, think, I think I told you about over here uh i was trying to think of it because i've never had a horse in the race in the soda versus pop debate uh like i don't care like i've called it both things and then i realized like over here most people just call it what it is they're like yeah get me a you know coca-cola or get me a mountain dew or get me a you know whatever like they, do, they don't refer to it necessarily as a one thing like i'm getting some pop they're like i'm gonna go to the store and i'm gonna get you know some mountain dew I'm like looking for carbonated sugary water with yes. coloring. <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. No one cares <laughs> about that. Why do we say these things? I don't know. Maybe we should maybe we should just quit this. Quit this whole gig. Start twitching. Start twitching. It seems to pay better, so maybe we should. Yeah, I mean, you know, last let me last week on this website on this website, on this podcast, I got paid uh let me think. Oh, oh that was zero. Yeah, that was zero. But then I don't take sponsors either, you know. I'm, well, I, we've talked about this before. I'm, I might take a sponsor, but it had to be someone that uh, like something I really use. Like if some if if Charles Whitfield, owner of Whitfield Guitars, said I would like to be a sponsor on your podcast, I would say, well, absolutely, dude, absolutely. But um, don't want to mention any names. If any lesser named cheapo, junky, nasty playing tele faux Telecaster piece of plywood builder said i'd like to be um you know i'd like to be a sponsor i would uh i'd have to say uh, i'm sorry about that but i cannot in all good faith promote that piece of crap that you're calling a telecaster but 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 brian brian 
we've got $10 for you to go along with it. <laughs> uh, what's, what about $12? We can do 12 <laughs> We can do $12. we will tell you what. We'll do 12 and a can of Coke. What do you say? <laughs> Real Coca-Cola? Actually, look, let's check this out. Let's sweeten the deal. We're, we, you know, we're enthusiastic about this whole thing. We think you got a great show. You got a great platform. You got a great audience. We want to be involved. We really do. We're going to do $14 and a glass bottle of Coke made with the real cane sugar. Oh, okay? man. Yeah, that's a deal right there. That's a deal right there. No, Just that's... don't mention the fact that our bridge doesn't have any saddles on it. Please. <laughs> yeah, or, or no way to adjust the neck. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You know, I'm actually, my next guitar, uh, believe it or not, will not have a truss rod in it. What? It will not have a way to adjust the neck. Why would you, can believe why would you put yourself through that hell? I am not choosing to, well, I guess I am choosing to purchase said guitar from the builder, but uh, uh, this is actually somebody, oh yeah, I remember, this is kind of a funny, funny, weird workaround, but uh, you emailed me about this person who contacted you. Uh, somebody contacted you wanting to interview Rick Kelly from Carmine Street Guitars, who was just in a documentary about that. And you forwarded it to me, since this isn't really an interview show. And I had already interviewed him and ordered a guitar from him. But yeah, he doesn't uh, traditionally put truss rods in his guitars because he uses such old dried wood that like he has no, like the necks have no, they don't need adjusted. Like it's like he's sold like, hundreds of them and i would they just, um hmm. they just don't need adjusted i guess i grilled him about it pretty good and he was like we've never had one come back and he's like and if we do we'll we'll make them a new neck i guess huh that's interesting because i live in an area where it can be you know very dry one season uh, one day really dry stupid dry and then the next day humidity is at a thousand percent you know and it's and it's 80 degrees hotter than it was yesterday and uh, in my experience, whenever you have anything porous, such as wood, that can create problems. Yeah. I, you know, I was I was pretty skeptical, but the man's been building guitars for fifty plus years. Well, I'd so, have to say he's probably got about fifty plus years more experience than I do at building them. So that's what I, I was say? like. I was like, well, you know what? Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. I'm not too worried about it. And a bunch of like big people have played his guitars and stuff. And I'm like that. Ah. And then I got to thinking, I was like, yeah, worst case scenario. If the, if something does go wrong, I know some really talented people and I have no problem with there being a skunk stripe in the back of my neck. If I do have to put a truss rod in some. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, I just, uh, I just, it's, it's kind of funny. Cause yeah, I've seen that on cheap guitars where they don't have any way to get to it. And then on not cheap guitars, apparently there's, there are a few, who build them that way, I guess. And my dad's old Martin. Uh, now that I think about it, he has got a 1956 Martin uh, 0017, I think is the model. And no way to adjust the truss rod in that one either. That just is what it is. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, Crazy stuff. I, I can't say of, uh, I have experience with that in that area. Not whatsoever. What's it have to do with, uh, what's it have to do with, Toasters and tube screamers, or whatever. that's right. Taint, taint no transistors of that one. I don't care. You know. 
Have you ever built uh, I don't I don't know why I'm asking you this, but have you ever built an onboard effect for somebody to like put in their guitar? Um, I let me think. I know as a company, we've done a bunch of them. Pro- probably the, the most notable off the top of my head is Joe Perry. We did a bunch of stuff for him. I know we I have. I think I knew about that. Mm-hmm, yeah, we did some tumnuses. I think we did a delay or two. And, um, but a we. Delay in the guitar. I think so. I think that was him we did a delay for. I know we did tumnuses for sure for him. I think, I was thinking, I, I know, yeah, because I know, um, oh, what's his name? TV Jones from TV Jones uh-huh. Pickups. He's the, he's the one that kind of, I don't, I wouldn't, I guess setting, I don't know if he set it up, but basically he was doing the work on Joe's guitar. And, um, so we we sent we we basically got the circuit ready so he could just plop it into the guitar, and then you know like a real quick wiring diagram like here's the in here's the out you know that sort of thing just just to yeah. make it easy, and um, so yeah so we, we've done we've done that quite a bit, but me personally see that's the thing like me personally well, I try not quick, to before you go before mm-hmm. you go too far I have mm-hmm. a couple questions about sure. this uh, so the Joe Perry setup. Did he have any ability to access the controls, or was it just at a fixed point that he like let, used it as an always-on type of thing? Uh, let me think. I believe, trying to remember, I think we may have just put trim pots on there. Oh, okay. I that think. makes sense. So you could like open up the back and change it if you wanted to, or whatever. But yeah, I believe so. Probably believe just so. left it fixed. At at some point that he likes. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly. been, it's been, I mean, I don't know. This was what, two or three years ago or somewhere. It was a few years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. I forget when exactly everything kind of all blurs together to me. It really but, does. Yeah. I so, understand. I mean, I remember doing that, but I don't, I don't remember the details that much just because I don't, I'm not the guy that is generally going to be doing the mods unless I absolutely have to. I generally rely on someone that solders all day, every day to do it, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, it's just better, you know, I'm, I'm no, more of it. a, I'm more of a point and shoot type of guy. Like, Hey, see that, remove that and put this in that place. Yeah. Do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So, so, okay. So Joe Perry, and then there were some delays and then you were starting going to tell me your personal two cents on it. And I, yeah, just, you. just basically I'm not a fan of doing that sort of stuff myself. So I don't, I mean, I, I don't mind modifying pedals every now and then, but I sure don't want to start rebuilding pedals to work inside of a guitar. That's just, it's a lot of work when the, you know, what I would really honestly rather be doing is coming up with new stuff for, or for our pedal line. Or streaming on Twitch. Or streaming on Twitch, one or the other. Or looking at Crispy Boys on Amazon. That's right. <laughs> no, hold on, let me, re- let me rephrase that because people are like, Brian likes to look at Crispy Boys. No, Crispy, the, sh- the shoes, the, the shoes. Crispy white shoes. That's right. Crispy boys, which, uh, I guess, I guess there's been some, I, you know, I, I have been calling them crispy boys for a little bit and I guess there's some, the more common usage for crispy boys is referring to some crispy beers, like, like light lager beers. Brian, uh, Brian from the tone jerks pointed this out to me. Light lager. Most, mo- What's the point of light, light lager beer. That's like drinking decaf coffee. Hey, you don't, yeah, I, you don't have to talk to me about it. I under, I understand. Like, I feel the same way. But apparently that's the more common usage for the term crispy boys would be like, hey, give me one of them crispy boys, which I, I can 
understand that vernacular, but I'm going to continue to refer to my shoes as that. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify what I meant by crispy boys. So in case there was any confusion. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Someone's going to take that. It's going to be a sound Uh-oh. clip somewhere. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. You ever think about this is a, this is obviously neither of us have done the amount of podcasting that Joe Rogan has. Not even close. Yeah. And we're not even close to as big of a show as that show. Not even in the same. Nah. Like, we're not even worth mentioning. Right. Not even the same ballpark. But I've, I did think about when somebody took him the other day and, like, basically made an AI that would could just impersonate Joe Rogan, essentially, because of him having so much recorded material out there. Right. Like, they were able to make get this robot to, like, sound like Joe Rogan which is just crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, there's probably enough audio content of myself and yourself out there that if somebody was a, was a weirdo, they could probably do the same thing. Oh dude. Like it's, if you have an Alexa or a Google home or anything like that, there's so much recorded audio of you. Anybody can make you say whatever they want you to say. It's so crazy to think about, right? Cause like, what if somebody, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this ever since the, I seen they they physically actually did it with Joe. I was like, what if they just like, you know, took a world leader and made him declare war on somebody and he just wakes up one day and is like, why are we declaring war? What's going on? <laughs> why is the world on fire again? He's like, he's like, I didn't do I didn't do that. It's like, here, there's a video of you doing it. It's like, that's not me. There it is. Yeah, it is. It's you. No, it isn't. Like, I was on Twitch a- streaming. That can't be me. Exactly. <laughs> The leader of, I don't know, Canada was too busy streaming on Twitch to notice. I, I don't think so. Anyway, we talked about that way more than we probably should have for this nah. show. Now, nah. more Twitch talk. What was the image someone sent you? Was that, it was that meme of a car that was going, you know, the car that's skidding off the highway and like to the left is the point and, or, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm totally. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, that was our boy. Is it Nick, Nick Scott? I. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. We go to. Yeah, we'll have to post that in the when this ep- when this episode comes out. You'll have to. Uh, one of us needs to repost that into the the Facebook group so people <laughs> people can see that again because it got. It, I think it was kind of buried in a comment thread, so we need to make that a a main post for sure. That was uh, that was quite fa- fantastic, actually. Actually, you know what? I got it right here. It's a it's a, yeah, it's a sign going straight shows you know says it goes to the point, and mm-hmm. off to the right where the car is steering wildly out of control off the road. It says Brian and Blake. That's what it is. <laughs> it's so accurate. It's so, so accurate. So <laughs> accurate. Nick Scott, N I Q S C O T T. If you want to follow him on Instagram, by the way, he has some. Yep. Um, uh, he has some. Pretty hilarious pictures, actually. Yeah, he's got good good meme skills for sure. His meme skills are on point, as as the kids would say. That's right. Well, Mister Wampler, do you think that's enough for today? I believe uh, it's good enough to call it good. You know, punt this I one. Think so, all right. Well, go get yourself some crispy boys, every everybody. Enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you next time, huh? Those are shoes, by the way. <laughs> yes. They- those are shoes. <laughs> Perfect place to end it. Thank you for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. 
If you'd like to support our show, you could do one of a few things. You could leave an iTunes review that helps us or a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can also go to modyourownpedal.com. We have a bunch of merchandise there, shirts, cups, all kinds of stuff, jackets, crazy stuff, uh, both for the Chasing Tone podcast and for Wampler gear that uh, helps us help support us and keeps us ad-free, I guess you could say. And uh, other than that, I'd love to hear your comments. Email podcast at wamplerpedals.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week with a new podcast. See ya.